start this podcast is by me saying, are we recording, Megan? Yeah. Great. To both. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, this is, um, this is a very professional start to the podcast. <laughs> As you will find out soon, our grown-ups, our moms, left us alone. So, uh, whatever happens, it's because Kirsten and Sonia are not here right yeah they left us alone it's all their fault yeah as the saying goes um when the soccer moms are away the soccer kids will play yeah i'm going with that okay cool yeah yeah maybe that's a good podcast title i don't know we'll see what (laughs) happens we'll see where we go so um megan how you doing I'm just going to be Tina Belcher from Bob's Burgers forever now. I'm just going to go, ah, that's going to be me the whole podcast. <laughs> um, okay. Well, as relatively okay well, as it can be. Somebody told me that, um, especially when sending emails, you can, you should never say like, I hope you're doing well because fuck you it's a pandemic so like no one's doing well um, that's fair yeah which I took to mean like everything comes with an asterisk like how are you doing I'm okay asterisk the world is on fire um so everything's relative yeah yeah I agree with that yeah okay. um group E and the USL championship series is very stressful right now um well, it's a very tight race okay. towards the playoffs so I'm doing some um really interesting recording as we're recording I'm taping I think um the women and the League of Nations oh yeah because I really like watching things like Gibraltar versus San Marino like mm-hmm. I just I just like that <laughs> it's fun to see players that you're not used to seeing. Yeah. 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 Like it's just football. You just get to watch football. Right. And it's it's kind of like very like sorry League of Nations, but it's so low stakes because like who can, like what is the League of Nations anyway? It's like UEFA's excuse to throw a tournament. Like nothing matters. Who cares? So, like, so what? Kyle Walker got a red card, and that, like, who gives? Who cares? Everyone should get a red card. There should be three penalties in every game. <laughs> you know, I feel like okay. I feel about the League of Nations, the way that the MLS, um, uh, Hoosie Watsy, used to be back in the day. The like, what's what's that thing called? Clearly, I don't care enough lately to remember what it's called, but like. Back in the day, it was, like, they used to send goalkeeper Tony Miola out to, like, play as a forward. Because that was fun. Mm-hmm. And now everybody takes things way too seriously. What the hell is that game called? The, like... Oh, I can't think of it. But I know what you're talking about. What do I mean, everybody? Listeners, what do I mean? <laughs> but, like, now... So it used to be just this excuse for, like, all the players to have a shit ton of fun. But now it's, like, another serious game. So I want the League of Nations to just be fun. Like I want, you know, 
Iceland's players to psych out England by doing their own Viking clap. And I want, like, I don't know, Jordan Pickford to start knitting in net. And 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 I don't, I just, you know what? We all deserve fun. So what, like, what better excuse than this weird, stupid tournament? So that actually makes me think of something that I was thinking of all day yesterday. So as those of you who listen to the mini episode will know, um, my mom loves softball. She loves softball. And yes, um, she loves softball in the way that I love football. And um, so she watches any game she can get. Well, for those of you who may not know, there is a new pro fast pitch league that just started for the women. Um, It's organized by a group called Athletes Unlimited. They've got sponsors, they've got a ton of stuff, and it's this really interesting format where there aren't static teams. There's just four teams in the entire league, and they play each other. So they play three games a week, and um, so everyone sees each other. And the players earn points for various things. So like a single is worth a certain amount of points. The whole team gets points if they led the inning, stuff like that. And, um, like, pitchers get points for strikeouts and all of this stuff. And then at the end of the week, um, who, the four players with the most points become the captains for the next week. There are no owners. There are no managers. It's just the players kind of deciding their own stuff. And I thought that was really interesting because I tried to imagine what would football be like if we had some kind of tournament like this where it was just, like, performance-based um, games and the players are getting to decide things on their own, like they have their own agency, and it would be really interesting. So shout out to um, Lindsay Gibbs, yes. who is the reason I know about this, because um, she, in her last Power Plays uh, newsletter, wrote about that, and that is the very first thing I thought was like, wow, why can't and shouldn't um every league give their players this opportunity maybe not make that obviously the primary foundation but what a fun way to reward your audience and your players i love that yeah and it was so cool so we spent all day yesterday watching games there were double header um so we watched the all four we got to see all four teams going to do the same thing today um and it was like a fun break because I finally got I'll be honest football hasn't really been fun for me lately I'm too conflicted about it it just it hasn't been fun Mm. and for some reason being able to watch softball made me just enjoy sports again interesting why do you think football hasn't been fun for you lately I think it's so much I hate to say it, but other fans, it's Mm. just so draining with the constant, like, infighting and being ridiculous and hypocritical and ignoring the things that your player does that are bad just because they're your player. And it just gets frustrating to see all these people who think that they're so progressive and whatever and they're just falling back into these horrible habits and I think it's probably because I'm a little bit deeper in the football fandom than 
in softball or something, but it's it's just too draining right now. I've got too much going on. <laughs> <laughs> My life is full. I don't have time to argue about if it's pink or red. <laughs> I'm it's over pink. it. <laughs> no, it's not, but <laughs> I do not have time to argue anymore. <laughs> well, there were some really interesting kit reveals this week. Yes. Shout out Manchester United. I like it. But um, October and I had a brilliant idea that came from my years of preschool experience that teams should put out only black and white kits that are tie-dyeable. Megan, okay. how fun would it be if you could order, <laughs> like, your, you know, black and white um, hurricane kit, and then you got your little tie-dye packet, and you, I see you're not going with this. Okay, fine. I think. <laughs> I mean, I'd just like to be able to buy a kit for my team. That's where I'm at, because um, shout-out Red Bull. It's a bad shout-out. Um, you can't get Leipzig stuff in the U.S. Oh. So you can't even get a, a kit. Like, you can't get a single jersey. I mean, I could send you a New York Red Bull jersey, but I know that's not the same thing. <laughs> my mom, have I told the story that my mom got me a New York Red Bull? Um... Yes, this is one of my favorite <laughs> stories that's so cute about your mom. Because she tried so hard. She was so excited that she thought she found the jersey for my team. And then it was New York Red Bulls. And I'm I like, well, it's kind of the same. Look the same. They do. <laughs> and they wouldn't if you could tie-dye them. There you go. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I like, like, the gradient kits and the dip kind of looking ones that a lot of people don't like. So, I'm a little bit more flexible on this. I think this is a genius idea. And it's, like, a community experience. Like, you know, how did you tie-dye your kit? I'm just, listen, teams, I'm here for you. Come to me for the tie-dye process, and I will donate my expertise. Can we completely bypass teams and just get tie-dye unusual effort shirts? Yeah, please. I'm going to get a white unusual. I'm going to get a white shirt. I don't know which one I'm getting right now. Maybe just the logo. And I'm going to tie-dye it. So my preschool graduates, my mom runs a preschool, and the graduates who are four and five, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they graduate to kindergarten. They graduate every year in tie-dye gowns. So even though I always taught the littlest guys, one of my jobs every year was the parents would supply us with men's large white t-shirts. And then (laughs) I would gather a bunch of parents in the preschool kitchen and show them how to tie-dye their shirts. Um, So I am a tie-dye expert. It's one of my special skills. And the kids would graduate in tie-dye gowns, little graduation caps, and then the parents would play the graduation song on kazoos as they walked. <gasps> and it's the freaking cutest thing you've ever seen in your whole wide life. I need a video of this. Tie-dye. I will I send you them. It's so cute. <laughs> See, my dog's even excited about it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Clearly Blue has some 
strong feelings. Strong feelings about tie-dye. About tie-dye, but also about, um, also about, about like, Brazil? <laughs> women, women in football, this, about diver, well, let's just go with diversity in football, because it's yeah. been, I think, a roller coaster of a week. Yeah. Like, there have been some achievements, some really important achievements, and holy shit, have there been some really low, low points? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm not even going to elaborate on that. Just yes. Yeah. Um, low points are so low that I don't even know where to find them. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so Utah. <laughs> so it's just like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we started the week with, I guess, really for me the worst thing about it was how unsurprising the allegations against Della Hansen and team were um that not only Hansen but his team and the people who enabled him had created this toxic atmosphere at Utah including allegations of racism and sexism and unpaid labor um Andy Carroll, who, by the way, there's so many Andy Carrolls in this world, but um, yeah. management of Utah. Um, prefer, oh God, this is awful. Preferred that only Kristen Press, Amy Rodriguez, and Kelly O'Hara be used on billboards and advertisements because they were, quote, the prettiest players on the team and that other players, and I'm not even going to say who they are, were too ugly. Um, and rather than firing him immediately um they team kept him on and Deloy Hansen himself used like such disgraceful unacceptable language about black people in management and players about women and again like perfect opportunity to fire the man and um it took players having to come forward to shine a spotlight on this. And I think the most problematic thing for me is not that these men in power were horrible people. It's that it was left to the people who were affected to like, put their trauma on the line and make enough of a commotion for something to be done. And that's such a failure of the system that we keep seeing that happen across sports and, and outside of sports. And we need the systems to protect people rather than the alternative. I can't, there's nothing I have to add to that. (laughs) Just that I agree. It's, it's been, and like you said, it's not unexpected and it's so frustrating about how much we are expecting players to do right now. Um, when the world is a shit show, like, <laughs> let's be honest here. The world is a shit show right now. And on top of everything they're dealing with, they're now also having to make their trauma public and try to process it in public when 
you shouldn't make anyone have to share their trauma like that to get things done. So Fairnet today put out a report called The Representation of Black and Latinx Communities and Women in U.S. Soccer. And I think it's, I think it's tied into what we saw in Utah and what we've seen in a lot of other places like Cincinnati, um, because what they said was um, this new report, looking at the representation of women and ethnic minorities of black and Latinx backgrounds within the U.S. soccer industry has found shockingly known low numbers from these groups in high level positions, including ownership, executive leadership and coaching leadership. I mean, I would argue that it's not shocking at all, <laughs> um, yeah. but there's been this, and we've talked about this, it's always going to be a problem if you don't have representation top down. And that's always going to be a problem if there are no opportunities being opened and provided. And that's always going to be a problem if we keep going with this pay-to-play system that we have in North America. So, <laughs> like, everything is feeding into... Um, increasingly like white male, cis white male ownership and, and privilege. And no one's, the people who are doing things about it are not the people problematically who have power. Maybe with the, maybe with um, the new LA team, you know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Right. And even then, like those are very because of the way that the system works, like those are very wealthy people. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, we see it every time we watch a women's game just by watching the women's game. How many of the managers are men? Right. I don't even want to know what the percentage is because it's not going to shock me. Right. Look at the, you know, the Champions League final. Mm-hmm. With the, incre- I mean, the talent on that pitch was like almost overwhelming. You know, like when you could bring on Shanice Vanenson and as a fucking sub, like it is astounding. And those are two men in power. Mm-hmm. And we don't see, I would feel a little better about it if we saw women coaching men. If we saw black men coaching at any level, yes. like, you know, it's such a failure of creativity, of opportunity. So. It'll be interesting to see how, if anything, if things change with the new team in LA. And then also, um, for those of you who voted on my Twitter poll, um, I (laughs) I promise not to turn this into a full TED talk about St. Louis soccer. But um, with the St. Louis City SC because they are majority women owned. So I'm curious to see if they're going to follow that through or if they're just going to go with with exactly what it seems to be that they're doing and going the traditional route, hiring European men for all the positions. For the positions they've filled so far, that's what they've done. When we have this amazing opportunity. Yeah, and look, I... I it's this is the system that doesn't give 
women and minorities a lot of um, second chance, well, a lot of first chances even. So I, I wonder if they're trying to compensate for their majority female ownership with European men. Who knows? But also don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. come on, you were better than this. Right. I mean, granted, we'll see how much better they are than this because they are one of the local companies that have laid off multitudes of employees Lately. Megan, should we talk about Brazil? (laughs) Yes, because we need to get off of this. So what happened with Brazil? Can you explain it to me? So, parabéns, Brasil. Um, I am not fluent in Portuguese. I have like seven words. So we'll see if I exhaust all of them. Um, Last week, um, the Confederação Brasileira de Futebol the Brazilian FA, finally, finally, finally decided to pay their men's and women's team equal wages. First of all, how do you not pay the likes of Marta and Dabinia, like, more than your men who keep losing? Like, fuck you, Brazil. But good job, Brazil! (laughs) Fuck you, but good job. That's the title of this episode. (laughs) And, like, now everyone else, except for, I think, Norway and New Zealand and Australia, your fucking move. You have no excuses. Mm No, this is is, um, sort of a sadly great thing that we are excited about. Yeah. And also a testament to women because it was Marta and um, her compatriots who like just did not let up. So hooray. Well, that's good. We got something. Something good to talk about. We have one good thing out of all of these. Yeah. That's okay. (laughs) Our proportions are way off. (laughs) Listen, we have to take, you know, our, I don't know how to say good things with the bad in Portuguese. Damn it. I'm getting there. Duolingo. Yeah, next week. Next week with Duolingo. So, speaking of taking the good things. Yes, ma'am. Tell me about your Twitter game. (gasps) Okay, so, um, my best friend who just had her first baby on Thursday, um, we met in college and in our, I don't remember how this started, but in our dorm room, we had a giant block of butcher block paper, which is one of the perks you get when you teach preschool, you get art supplies. <laughs> and somehow we started this weird game that then anybody who came to visit us, we would like invite them to keep it going. So like the entire time we lived in our dorm room, this was like an ongoing word game, kind of. So... I started this on our unusual t- efforts Twitter, and it started with Dwayne De Rosario for okay. So I have to say it. I've never actually said this before. Dwayne yeah. De Rosario for Andrea Pierlola Gajardon Garber. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes. Explain the game, Megan. So you take. <laughs> 
two names and smush them together, essentially. Like, you're fitting puzzle pieces together. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a before and after yeah. situation. And then... Do you want to read the others? Well, so then, at Maja Sons took it and raised it. She, like, ran with it, which was fucking amazing. Do you want to read it? Because she no. did it really good. No? Okay, <laughs> I okay so I, I had ended mine with Don Garber. She went... Don Garberbatov, which is so good. Don Garberbatov, Vidwarda, Tarandi, Carol, Danielle, Car, Terstegen, Stegen, Gennaro, Gattu, Sonia, Bumpus. <laughs> I'm not doing this well. Rachel Vanderbeck. Listen, she did a lot better than I just read that as. It looks amazing. Everybody just go see what she wrote. And then. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so she finished with Rachel Von Hollenbeck. Tony Chow took Rachel Von Hollenbeck. <sighs> Rachel Von Hollenbeck. Gabriel. Martin. God, this is hard to do verbally. No, yeah, everyone's going to yeah. be like, this is the worst game ever. Martin. Nelreden Hazardat Arditaran works for everyone. Arda Turantuan Grismana Blasergio Regilon Batslia William Son Hyung Min. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. It's ridiculous. Then, in honor of Lionel Messi doing a will he, won't he, of course won't he, I finished with Lionel Mess Sylvia Nieder Sonhyun Minamina Hume. And that's there for anyone who wants to just take it and run with it. Because I'm probably gonna go with that one. It's like very fun when you do it writing. And then you remember all kinds of players because you're like, oh no, I need I need someone whose first name starts with Um. And you're like, Uma Thurman, no, she never played for Chelsea. But <laughs> it just makes you go through all these players and like remember people it's really fun like I totally forgot about Minamino until I really needed a Sun Hyung Min uh, person and then you could do a weird challenge where you're like Megan I challenge you to do only Bundesliga people Don't do or, it like, or like only teams oh I might be able to do that one Okay, so Megan, I pass this to you. <laughs> oh God, right? we are so corny today. <laughs> this is literally as bad. I have to tell one story that's totally unfootball related. But um, I was teaching the other day, and I we were reviewing sentence types because you know it's early in the year. Yeah. They need to know it for the ACT, but we need a quick review just to activate you know prior knowledge and stuff. So we're just doing simple and compound sentences. And <laughs> I was explaining the simple sentences, going through everything, giving my examples. And then I go, it's really just that simple. And the look on every single teenager in that room's face. <laughs> they were, I don't know if I've seen a room so full of pity just staring at me. <laughs> they just have to be extra nice to you, though. Challenge them to this. Yeah. 
I could put it on the board and get it started with See? literary characters. <gasps> See? Oh, now I'm gonna have to think of literary characters. Yeah, okay. you're gonna have to help me get started. Yeah, we got. No, we got. I will. I will. <laughs> I will. Oh, I'm such a good teacher. You are an amazing teacher. All right, so you are gonna go watch softball with your mom. I am gonna go watch some either League of Nations or women with my father, who's right there. Um, and. I think, should we, like, posit to our Twitter what people want us to talk about next? Yes. We will. We will posit that. that in. Yes. Okay. Because we want to know what you want to know. Oh. Yeah. Even if it's just me giving a TED talk about Leipzig. That's what I want to know. No, I, I think I voted St. Louis. So I win. <laughs> I've had three people tell me that. I voted, so you're done. Yeah, that's how voting in this country works. I, yeah, I don't think it is. Let me end with, speaking of, let me end with, everybody, please, 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 if you are um, either American or living in America, either one, please take the census. You have until September 30th at 1159. It is so, so important. 2020census.gov. You can either do it online or on the phone. It takes like five minutes. There are 10 questions. None of them are about citizenship. It's vital. Um, please, please, I will send you dog pictures, anything you need. Just take the fucking goddamn census. We are not above bribery here. Yeah. Well, no, we are, we are all for bribery. <laughs> um, and if you are in need of, if you need help getting your absentee ballot or finding out if you're registered to vote, we are here for that as well. So DM unusual effort, DM me, DM Megan. I'm throwing you under the voting bus. Um, <laughs> sports is political. So, uh, yeah. Megan, what do you want to add? <laughs> you said everything that I have to say. Excellent. And get your flu shot. Yes, uh, <laughs> get your flu shot. Seriously, because I don't think any of us can handle a pandemic plus the normal flu season. And actually, right. if you need us, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to post the... Uh, Blue vaccine duck, the place where you could find out your nearest blue vaccine location. There you go. Pro-vaccine, pro-voting, pro-census on this podcast. We are. We are. And pro-moms. Unless our moms decide that we're not supposed to be. No. <laughs> <laughs> we're pro Too our. late. You left us alone. Sorry. All right. Megan, where can people find you? Find me on Twitter at the Megan Smith. Or on Instagram, honestly, just look through my Twitter because um, unless you happen to know how to spell Rosenball Americana in. Can uh, you also, I know this really isn't about you, but it makes me excited. Can you tell people where they can find Sammy's Instagram? <laughs> Sammy's Instagram is at HoundDogSammy. Um, Sammy spells Kibira. Yes, Sammy, S-A-M-I. And everyone uh, should follow him because he's too cute. He is a brat, and I think it's going to his head that he's getting followers because he started posing, and I'm just saying, y'all, I don't know if I can handle this diva dog. Listen, he's handsome. He deserves it. Yeah. So we are at Unusual Efforts, I think, on everything, right? Are we at Unusual Efforts on the Facebook and the Instagram and the Twitter? I believe so. Okay. Probably if we had a TikTok, we'd be yeah. at Unusual Efforts on there, too. Oh, God, and if you want oh, to... No, no. 
pitch us if you want to do a takeover of our Twitter or our Instagram or our non-existent TikTok. If you want to create a TikTok for us, send us a message. And that's it. How do we sign off right now these days? I don't think we've still decided. We're, we're 36 episodes in and we still don't have a sign off. Let's sign off with, um, uh, oh, I got Wear it. your damn mask. In honor of the Brazilian women, let's sign off with obrigado and ciao.